Hi, welcome to the Penis Project podcast. This is the place to come to find out everything you've always wanted to know about men's health but were too embarrassed to ask. Join physiotherapist Dr. Joe Milios and sexologist nurse practitioner Melissa Hadley Barrett as they talk to real men and the experts about men's private parts. Have a burning question you really want to know the answer to? Please subscribe to our website at thepenisproject.org and ask us. The more time I've got for you. There's too much talking, texting, tweeting, posting. Too much noise altogether. In silence is strength and peace and space. Imagine silence forever. The Penis Project podcast is proudly supported and sponsored by Prost. Exercise for Prostate Cancer Incorporated. A not-for-profit charity set up in 2012 by myself, Dr. Joe Moonlitz. If you want to know any more information about Prost, including our online service now available, please just go to prost.com.au. Prost means cheers to your health. So, Prost to you. Strength and peace and space, that's where I want to call my home. So stop for a second and listen. So today we're going to talk about erectile dysfunction treatments and we're going to debunk some of the mysteries around them and make it a little bit easier to understand. So the reason this came about is I was been chatting to a male friend of mine recently and he said that when he googled erectile dysfunction there was so much information came up and there were so many different websites and he could book online consults and he could book phone consults but when he looked at them it was all really confusing and there were so many options it was hard to figure out what was right for him And he felt so overwhelmed, he just shut them all down. So today, I'm going to try and break down this mystery into plain English. So the first thing that you'll probably find if you Google erectile dysfunction is penis pills, oral strips and troches. And like oral strips are kind of put out there like they're a new amazing thing. But I'm going to tell you that they're actually not much new. The actual drug is the same. It's just that the method of delivery is different. So the first line treatment when someone presents with erectile dysfunction is usually oral medication. Most of us heard of them because they're always popping up in movies. There's four main oral medications. There's sildenafil, which is Viagra, Tadadafil, which is Cialis, Vardenafil, which is Levitra, and Avenafil, which is Spedra. They can be presented in lots of different ways, tablets, troches, and oral strips. They're basically... Whether they're, whichever their presentation is, they're the same medication or a combination, but the delivery method is different. So if you swallow a capsule or a tablet, obviously that has to go through your digestive system. So it takes a little bit longer to get absorbed than if you put it on your tongue like you do with an oral strip or if you put it on your gum like you do with a trocha. So it's when those ways, the troches and the strips, they just go straight into the bloodstream. And this is good for some people because if you have side effects such as reflux, this may, not always, but often stop you from getting the reflux and it can also be quicker acting because it goes straight into your bloodstream. But it's important to know that if you see advertisements for the new oral strip technology, it's not really a new medication, it's just a new delivery method. So you would have heard the urban myths about these oral medications, so let's talk about them. Viagra actually hit the market in 1998 and it may have never been around if it wasn't for one very dutiful observant nurse. The researchers who discovered Viagra weren't even really looking for a drug to help with erections. The active ingredient in Viagra, which is called sildenafil, was originally developed to treat cardiovascular problems. 
was meant to dilate the heart's blood vessels. The research on this drug went really well, except for one really weird thing. When the nurses in the in the study went to check on the men who were enrolled, a lot of them were laying on their stomachs in the mornings. The story goes that one very observant nurse actually reported this in her notes and she said that the men were really embarrassed because they were getting erections. It appeared that the blood vessels were dilating weren't only the ones to the heart but also the ones to the penis and therefore they were getting better erections than they'd had in years. So the sildenafil or the Viagra was working but not in just the heart, it was also working in the other part of the body as well. And with that, the magic blue pill was born. So the drug that makes Viagra, sildenafil, is now used for also for pulmonary arterial hypertension as well. It's not abnormal for drugs to be like invented for one purpose and then the side effects that are found are actually useful. We always think of side effects as something negative, but sometimes the side effects are positive and this is one of those cases. So how do all of these medications get the blood flowing into your penis? Basically, in a very simple way, it's because they cause the vessels to vasodilate, which is a fancy name for opening them up and the blood flows in. When the penis is full of blood, it's trapped and an erection occurs. And when it's time to go down, the penis produces a chemical called PDE5, which causes vasoconstriction, a fancy word for squeezing it and making it smaller, and the blood goes out. Um, PDE5 medications such as Viagra, Cialis, Spedra and Levitra slow down the production of PDE5 and so that way you can sustain an erection for longer. There are two reasons why you would take these medications. The first is less well known, which is to keep your penis healthy and have oxygenated blood going into the tissues and keeping them perfused. The second reason is the one we all know about, which is to give you an erection for intercourse. But it's really important to know these medications don't work for everyone They are an amazing invention and they work well for a lot of people, but they don't work for everyone. They only work when your nerves that innovate erections are at least partially functioning, which is why they won't work for people immediately following prostate cancer surgery or other men who have had pelvic surgery, trauma, illnesses such as diabetes or radiation to the pelvic region, which has damaged nerves. So any nerve damage down there can cause erectile dysfunction. This is important because you do need to know that you need your nerves to be working a bit in order for these medications to work. And you also need good blood flow. As we discussed previously, there's four different types of oral medications. Everyone's an individual and what works for one person will differ from the next. So if you tried these medications in the past and know that one of them worked better for you and you didn't get unpleasant side effects, then this is the best one for you to use in the future. If you've never tried any of them, then I think you should give them all a crack and see which one agrees with your body the best. The next option is something called Muse. Now, we don't have Muse in Australia, but there's people from other countries listening and watching this. So we're going to talk about that. What Muse is, is it's a, online, it's a suppository that goes into your urethra. So it goes right into the hole of, of your penis where the wee comes out. The medication that is in Muse is called Alprostadol and it gets absorbed into the tissues and causes vasodilation and then you can get an erection. It's The little suppository is tiny, it's like a tiny grain of rice um, and the form of medication is approved in America and some other countries but it's not approved in Australia. The reason it hasn't been approved in Australia by the TGA is that there were some issues of patients complaining of a burning sensation and discomfort in the penis. There's also a risk of low blood pressure due to the fact that you need much higher doses for this type of absorption method. But, you know, there are patients that I've um, heard of in other countries that actually do quite well with Muse. So, again, 
it might be worth giving it a try if you have a real phobia about injections and oral medications isn't working for you. The next one is injections. So no one ever believes me until they try it, but it honestly doesn't hurt if you do it properly. And if you've had a bad experience with injections before, then maybe the medication you used because there's lots of different options was the wrong one for you or perhaps the method wasn't right. You will feel a small scratch on the skin of the penis, but you shouldn't feel much else. There's actually no pain receptors into the spongy corpora cavernosum where the needle goes in. So that's why you actually can't feel the pain except for the skin. It's not like having a needle in your arm where you can feel it in your muscle. I have lots of diabetic patients who test their blood sugar level and they always say that when they prick their finger, it was more painful than the other prick. So you're probably thinking like, what would I know about injecting a penis? Because obviously I don't have one or maybe not so obviously, but I've like given hundreds of these injections over the last few years and very few men have complained of pain and most of them do definitely come back because they're so happy that their software is now firmware. So if you'd like to know more about injections, then please look at the RS Health video that's on the website. So um, and it's also on our YouTube channel, Restorative Sexual Health Clinic YouTube channel. So it's worth watching that if you want to know more about injections. The biggest negative with injections is you can get a prior prism Um, A prior prism is an erection that won't go down after two hours and it's a serious complication and you do need to deal with it. The easiest way is to take pseudoephedrine, which um, is like pseudofed that unblocks your nose. It also unblocks your penis and it causes vasoconstriction and it assists the penis to deflate. If it doesn't work, then you need to do some exercise. You need to put some cold packs on. But if you watch the video um, on my website on rshealth.com.au, and there's also a PDF with more information in detail about prior prism. If it fails to go down after you've done the protocol, then you do need to go to an emergency department. But just please be assured that this isn't a common side effect. And if you increase the dose very slowly and you follow the administration instructions, it's not likely to happen. But it does happen. Pumps. So you may have seen vacuum pumps on TV or pornography And you might think that they're kinky gimmicks or that they're like useful for enlarging the size of your penis, which they're not. Um, They do have a legitimate use, however, for men who are having trouble getting erections. So you can use them for intercourse and you can use them for exercising your penis. So I do, I've, I've looked at lots of pumps and I've also made the resident, my resident penis Roger try them out. Um, but the only one that we found that works at all really well is with a ring is the Vacurect. So they all work well for exercise, but getting one that works well with a ring is a little bit tricky. So my personal preference is a Vacurect, but if you do buy a pump with a ring, then I really encourage you to buy one that's like a medical device. Don't just buy one from a sex shop because you really want something that's going to do the job and be safe. You can actually leave a penis ring on the shaft of your penis for 30 minutes without causing harm, but you do have to make sure you don't fall asleep with a ring on because you're like, it's like a tourniquet and you're blocking off the blood supply to the penis. So personally, I'm not a fan of pumps and rings because the ring does block the blood flow and the shaft of the penis gets cool to touch and it also like looks like a pale shade of blue. That said, I do have lots of patients who like them and find they work well. But my advice is, again, if you're going to buy a pump, please make sure you get a good quality medical grade one and don't pump it up too hard. The other thing about pumps, if you're going to use one, it's really hard to get a good seal. So you need to trim your pubic hair short. You don't need to shave it off because, trust me, it's itchy when it grows back. But trimming it nice and short makes a big difference to the seal. And I always think about 
when you go snorkel and goggling, you know, like scuba diving, if you have hair stuck in your mask, it leaks. It's the same deal. If you have long hairs stuck in under your pump, it's going to be very difficult to get a good seal. And then last but not least, there's surgical implants. Now, these are a great option, which I highly recommend talking to your urologist about. Implants function well and most men and their partners are really happy with them. This is definitely something that you need to get the advice of a urologist about or if you listen to the Penis Project podcast, there is an episode on there where we interview a urologist about penile implants and there's also another episode on there where we have a gentleman who's actually had an implant and talks about it quite openly. But they're definitely worth exploring if other options don't work for you. So... My final point that I'd like to make on erectile dysfunction is, believe it or not, intimacy and pleasure do not need you to be standing up at all times. Outer course can be just as fun for you and your partner. Sexual pleasure is important for health. It's so important that the World Health Organization actually list it now as a human right. So just because you have some mechanical difficulties at this time, please don't give up. You just need to think and act outside the box. Thanks for listening. And I hope this has cleared up some of the confusion. However, you're probably still feeling overwhelmed at this point. And if you are, you'd like more details and to decide what's best for your approach, then please check out the available options for treatment and programs at Restorative Sexual Health. www.rshealth.com.au Thanks for listening and we'll see you again later. Bye. Hi, this is Dr Joe. Thank you so much for listening to our program today and we're pleased to let you know that we will be having weekly podcasts not fortnightly as originally proposed and this is because of the popularity of our podcast we're getting so many emails so many questions and so much feedback and melissa and i greatly appreciate it what we'd really love for you to do is share our podcast with anyone you think might benefit including any man in your life Simply download off Spotify or subscribe to thepenisproject.org and then you'll get a weekly email of our newest releases. Also feel free to send us a review and this will greatly help in our ongoing ability to bring you new and fresh information as that's the way we build what comes next. We also have show notes attached and this gives a bit of a background into any additional resources or explanations of what we're talking about. Finally, it's my great pleasure to let you know that PROST, the exercise program which sponsors our podcast, is now available on a USB resource for any man diagnosed with prostate cancer, an exercise program. Clinicians can buy these as well as the everyday bloke. So feel free to check out prost.com.au. Meanwhile, let's keep the conversation going. Those dread dark days I learned to value Each and every one Of those warm Afternoons Boys on their Bikes Shooting stones at each other Through the trees We tried to Deny the going down